Hey, veterans. Welcome to the VA Claims Insider Podcast. We are veterans helping veterans get the VA disability rating and compensation you deserve. I'm your host, Air Force Service Disabled Veteran Brian Reese, and each week we share VA disability claim tips, tricks, strategies, and lessons learned to help you win, service connect, and get rated at the appropriate level, even if you've already filed or been denied. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode. Hey, veterans, Brian Reese here, the VA Claims Insider, uh, coming at you live from Austin, Texas. And uh, man, this I'm all fired up uh, when I did this video. And the reason I'm fired up is because we see this happen a lot at VA Claims Insider, okay? And what I'm talking about today is you've had a compensation and pension exam and it sucked, all right? You had a bad C&P examiner, uh, you didn't realize what you were walking into, you weren't prepared, whatever the situation was, you had a bad C&P exam and you're really, really worried that it's gonna affect your rating, your final outcome, your compensation, your benefits for you and your family. And uh, I'm going to step through this because there's some things as fellow vets that you need to do immediately, okay? If you get a bad CNP exam, there's some steps you need to take right away uh, to protect yourself and your family, okay? So uh, do me a favor as well, like this video, share it far and wide. Uh, there's nobody talking about this stuff. And this makes me so angry. I mean, literally, it makes my blood boil uh, for you guys and as a fellow veteran. And so I want all veterans to be armed with the information you need to make an informed decision and to punch back if you get a bad CNP exam. Okay, Brian Reese here, VA Claims Insider. Again, uh, Air Force Service Disabled Vet. Uh, feel free to check out our website there, vaclaimsinsider.com. We've got a ton of free resources uh, for you guys and gals to help you out. So uh, don't sit there and be stuck and frustrated. If you got a bad CNP exam, don't think that there's nothing you can do because there is. Okay, you just have to take action. Okay, so what the heck is a CNP exam? Okay, it's short for compensation and pension. Okay, CNP exam. So all this means is it's nothing more than an in-person exam, or it should be an in-person medical examination. So after you filed your VA disability claim, whether you've done it through a, an accredited VSO, whether you filed it yourself, uh, chances are, in fact, you know, like 98% of the time, okay, you're going to be contacted either by somebody at the VA, a VSR, a veteran service representative, or a private company. Okay, there's about four of them right now that have large uh, contracts with the Department of Veterans Affairs, and they then source private doctors to conduct one or more compensation and pension exams. Okay, now uh, in the past, these used to only be done by VA doctors. All right, well, what was happening is thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of claims at one time were backlogged because of the CNP exam, right? There was only a certain number of VA doctors that could perform these exams. So veterans were waiting years to get you know, their exams, their compensation, their benefits, okay? So the VA set out, they wrote a bunch of, uh, of billion dollar contracts with a couple of companies. I think there's actually four right now. And what they do is they're gonna contact you after your claims filed, they're gonna schedule you for a CNP exam 
with a doctor who's in their referral network, okay? And that's uh, simply just a doctor who's got their own practice. Could be a mental health provider, like a psychologist or a psychiatrist. Could be a nurse practitioner. It could be a PA, a physician's assistant. Could be a urgent care facility. Could be a private doctor's podiatry clinic. Um, anything. So any doctor, all right, who meets a very basic test um, can work for one of these companies to conduct CNP exams. Now, this is a double-edged sword. It's good and it's bad, all right? It's good because you're going to get a CNP exam really fast after you file your claim, uh, and you're going to get to see somebody, and I think that's great. The bad part is you have no way of knowing if this doctor's veteran-friendly. You have no idea if they're actually trained. You don't know if they're certified to conduct the exam. You don't know if they're going to pencil whip it. And so, you know, that causes a lot of angst, I think, with, with veterans. And, and I understand why, okay? So bottom line is you've got to be prepared. You've got to arm yourself with the right information. And if you do get an exam, gang, and it doesn't go well, uh, or you had some kind of a conflict with the doctor, you got to punch back. You have to take action and protect yourself and your rating and your family, okay? Why the heck do you get a CNP exam? So uh, the VA, it's sanctioned, it's in the law, it talks about uh, the purpose and the intent of compensation and pension exams, okay? So you filed your claim, you're asserting certain things as a veteran. So then what happens is the VA says, uh, all right, all right, Brian, all right, Sally, all right, John, uh, you filed this claim for PTSD, now we're gonna conduct an examination by an independent doctor um, to confirm, all right, whether there's a diagnosis, to confirm or look for the nexus, all right, which is that link to your service. So remember, to be eligible for disability compensation under the law, you've got to have three things, all right? Number one, you've got to have a medical diagnosis. Number two, your disability must have been caused or made worse by your active duty military service. That's what's referred to as the nexus, okay? And then the third part is you've got to have persistent and reoccurring symptoms into the present day, all right? That's called severity of symptoms, okay? So that's the first couple parts of this is that's why you're going to get a CNP exam. So again, when, when regards to that nexus there in bullet three, the CNP examiner should, emphasis on should, be trying to ascertain when your symptoms of the disability began. Was it a pre-existing condition? meaning something that happened before you entered the military? Was it something that happened in service, like a deployment, combat, car accident, sexual harassment, sexual assault, a training accident, okay, something like that? Or was it something that happened after you left service? Okay, now remember, the longer the time gap, the longer it's been since you've left the service, in the time when you're claiming a disability, either for the first time uh, or you're filing for an increase, the harder it's going to be for you to prove service connection, all right, which is the nexus. So again, this CMP exam is critical. You must be prepared to talk about what happened and what's in your medical record, okay? The fourth thing is the doctor should be trying to figure out how bad are your symptoms on that particular day, okay? Again, a CMP exam, by the way, is still a medical opinion. But obviously, and as we've seen, you know, working over thousands of claims, um, the CNP examiner's opinion, all right, the VA raters, the rating officials, the ROs, those are the folks at the VA who rate your claims. 
they rely almost 100% of the time on the notes, the documentation, the evidence provided by the CNP examiner. All right, that's how important it is. Uh, and that's how sad this can be if you get a bad exam, okay? And then the fifth thing there, they're trying to figure out if you're telling the truth. All right, they really, really are. And this is why, again, I'm an Air Force vet, integrity, service, excellence. Do not ever lie in a CNP exam. Do not ever stretch the truth. All right, not only is it illegal, right? It's against the law. It's a false claim, okay? And, and you could go to jail for it. Um, that's, that's the worst part of it. The second part is it's not the right thing to do, all right? It's not. That's not acting with integrity. That's being unethical, uh, illegal, and immoral. So do not do that. Okay, but they're still they're trying to figure out if you're telling the truth. Okay, so whatever you do, you must tell a true story and you must know what's in your medical records. All right, so some tips. You get a CNP exam, what do you need to know? Bottom line, vets, there's no substitute for knowing what is in your medical record, your service records, your VA records, every private records. Okay, uh, review the DBQ. So if you did get a disability benefit questionnaire completed by a private doctor, uh, review that. Take a look at what he or she wrote as far as the diagnosis and your symptoms so you know generally where you might fall heading in uh, to your CNP exam. Review the ECFR, Electronic Code of Federal Regulations, Title 38, Part 4, the Schedule for Rating Disabilities. You can Google that right now. All right? I'm not making this up. That is the law that governs all VA disabilities. It talks about what limitation or range of motion you've got to have to garner a certain rating for your shoulder, your knee, your back, your shoulder. It talks about mental health symptoms, everything, okay? All 832 rateable disabilities under the law are listed there, as well as the symptoms and the rating criteria associated with those, okay? Fourth tip I've got for you is do not have your best day. Be uncomfortably vulnerable. All right. And what I mean by that is if it's uncomfortable for you to say to the CNP examiner, you're on the right track. Okay. So you have to tell him or her how you are on your very worst days. Okay. If you've got knee pain that's so severe that you can't stand up or walk without help or wearing a brace, you have to let the examiner know that of how bad it is. If he or she tries to move you in a position that's uncomfortable, causes you pain, you can't do it, do not let them do it. Stop them immediately because if you let them continue and they push through the pain, they're gonna write down what your range of motion was and that's gonna affect your final rating, okay? So you've got to talk about how uncomfortable, how much pain you're in, your limitation of range of motion, and your occupational and social impairment, okay, if it's mental health. So at number six there, bottom line, is for any muscular skeletal disability condition. Knees, back, shoulders, neck, foot problems, headaches. It comes down to two things, gang. Pain, limitation of range of motion, okay? So you have to be prepared to make sure that the doctor knows how severe your conditions are, okay? If you got a back problem and the doctor says, all right, Brian, I want you to stand up and touch your toes. If you can't bend over, don't do it, okay? Tell the doctor, hey, as soon as I start to bend at all, I'm in severe pain and I can't move anymore, okay? You've got to make them stop, all right? 
And then for mental health conditions, bottom line is it comes down to your current level of occupational and social impairment. How bad is your PTSD, depression, anxiety, schizophrenia, whatever, how much and how badly is your mental health condition limiting or affecting your life, all right, at work, in your relationships, your social functioning, all right? You have to be prepared to talk about that and to get vulnerable, okay? And last thing there, gang, there is absolutely no substitute for knowing your true story cold. All right, and be thinking about those potential in-service stressors, that nexus that caused or made your disability worse, okay? All right, this one was kind of fun. And again, like I said, this makes my blood boil, all right? When I founded this company, this is one of the reasons. We have to punch back as fellow vets. We have to take control. We have to call out crappy CNP examiners, okay? Because they're out there. In fact, you maybe have met one. So in my opinion, these are seven reasons why some compensation and pension examiners suck. Now, not all of them suck. Some of them are awesome, all right? Don't get me wrong. If you're hearing my voice and you are a CNP examiner, thank you for what you do. I hope you're one of the good ones. I hope you're taking care and looking out for our vets, and I hope you're conducting uh, your examinations uh, legally, appropriately, and with the highest level of integrity, okay? But if you're not, I'm calling you out. All right, and this is some of the reasons right here. Some CNP examiners just suck. For whatever reason, they suck. They're having a bad day, they were late, they didn't show up, they pencil whipped it, whatever, all right? They, some of them just suck, there's no way around that, all right? The second reason is that maybe they've got some personal vendetta against active duty military members, uh, U.S. military veterans, the VA system, the compensation and benefits system, whatever it is, I've seen this before where these CNP examiners, they see themselves as like the gatekeepers, right, to prevent fraud or scams or unethical behavior. Good for you. I agree. That is part of your job, all right? And if a veteran is trying to lie or stretch the truth, you do need to shut that down and you do need to call that out, all right, because that's illegal and immoral. At the same token, you better be doing your exam in the way that you're supposed to be doing it, all right? Because that's what you're getting paid for. And as a fellow veteran, that's what we demand, all right? That's what's integrity. That's what's service. That's what's excellence, okay? So again, that's, that's another reason, all right, gang? A third reason might be they may not be trained or credentialed to conduct an exam properly. In the next chart, I'm going to give you a real example of what happened. All right, so, uh, you know, a nurse practitioner has a different level of training and credentials than an orthopedic surgeon, all right? Uh, and same with a PA. A physician's assistant has a certain level of training and education that's different than an MD, all right? A medical doctor versus a physician's assistant. So you might get somebody who is not trained or credentialed to conduct the exam, okay? Uh, another reason is maybe your CMP examiner didn't even conduct an appropriate exam. Maybe they, uh, you filed a claim for back problems and they didn't even conduct a range of motion test, right? They, might not, they maybe didn't even review your C file or your medical records prior to the exam. So they're unprepared, all right? And they did not conduct an appropriate exam. If that's the case, you need to take note of that immediately. Right. Uh, sometimes we see this happen where the examiner pencil whips the exam in five minutes, 
just to get their full fee in less time. This is really crappy, gang, but it happens. And, you know, if you think about this, if you're a contracted CMP examiner, all right, you're getting paid, you're getting paid by the company that contracted through the VA to conduct this exam. In some cases, hundreds of dollars, okay? Well, if you conduct the exam in five minutes, you just upped your, uh, your amount per, uh, per hour that you're gonna get, okay? So it does happen, okay? Uh, maybe the CNP examiner made a mistake, okay? That happens too. It's possible that they entered the wrong information and they made a mistake when conducting your exam, okay? They maybe made a mistake when they did your DBQ or in how they addressed and documented certain information for the disability in question. And the seventh thing is, and I actually think this is more common than we realize as veterans, the CNP examiner simply does not know how important their CNP exam notes are to your final rating, the benefits for you and your family, and your overall compensation, all right? They might not just realize. If they put a nexus statement in there saying is not due to or is not likely, or they document that, you know, the veteran doesn't have any pain or there's no limitation range of motion, they might not realize that they just screwed you, all right? So I don't know, maybe it's ignorance. Uh, if that's the case, it's certainly sad, uh, but it is something that we see, all right? What the heck should you do if you get a bad CNP exam? If you're sitting there, you're hearing my voice, and you're like, yeah, I had it was uncomfortable, it was awkward, the doctor was, uh, was not nice, they didn't do, conduct an appropriate exam, they didn't document my symptoms, they weren't prepared, they made an incorrect diagnosis or assumptions, they were late. Whatever the situation is, if you get a bad CNP exam, all right, immediately pick up the phone, call the VA's hotline, 1-800-827-1000. Ask to speak to a representative, okay? Talk to somebody. You can, you'll get connected to somebody. Complain and ask him or her to make a note of what happened in your record, okay? And then again, ask them, hey, make this note and connect me with the VA regional office in my state because I want a new CNP exam for sleep apnea, for PTSD, for my back pain, for plantar fasciitis, okay? So that's the first thing you need to do. The second thing you need to do is you need to write a memorandum for record, a one to two page document, okay? And you need to upload that thing to eBenefits immediately and document the facts of your CNP exam. The who, the what, the when, the where, the why, and the how, okay? Stick to the facts. Talk about what happened, put the doctor's name on there, talk about what happened, it was inadequate, it was contentious, whatever. Whatever the situation is, make sure you document what happened in writing and upload that in support of your claim, okay? And last but not least, consider writing your state congressman, okay? If you've got a state senator, a state house rep, uh, consider getting in touch with them and filing a congressional, okay? Now, don't just file a congressional because you're mad. Uh, make sure you mean it, all right, because congressionals are very serious. Uh, and, uh, you know, if you do get a bad CMP exam, though, consider doing it. Because guess what? If a federal agency gets a congressional inquiry, uh, it will jumpstart them into action, okay? Now, I get asked this all the time. Brian, how the heck do I get copies of my CMP exam results? 
because it was done by a contracted doctor and now I don't know what to do. Okay, so here are three ways you can do it. You can log in to My Healthy Vet, okay, if you've got that uh, system which interfaces with the VA, where you can download copies of your records, you can do that, you can log in and download a complete copy of your outpatient medical records. Okay, you can do that online. Now, if the CNP exam was not conducted by the VA, meaning it was conducted by a private company or a private doctor, your CNP exam results will not show up in that record, okay? So in that case, what you have to do is go to step two or number three. So if you had a CNP exam from one of the contracted companies by a contracted private physician, you have to get a complete copy of your VA claims file, all right? It's also known as your C file. The way you can do that, again, you can call 1-800-827-1000 and make a request. You can also make a written request to the VA, okay, asking for, I want a complete copy of my C file, okay? And then the third thing you can do is you can make a written request to the VARO, the VA regional office in your state, okay? Every state has a VA regional office, all right? You can make a written request to them. Now, you'll have to mail it in because you have to sign because uh, there's HIPAA compliance waiver issues, okay? So that's how you get copies of your CNP exam results. All right, now here, this is just sad. Again, this angers me every time I read this. These are real examples. These are actual examples of veterans we've served who have complained to us about what happened. Okay, example number one, the CNP examiner actually wrote in this veteran's mental health exam for combat PTSD. It is my opinion that the veteran was not in combat and is malingering. All right, malingering means lying. That means that you're intentionally trying to deceive for purposes of getting something you don't deserve. That's what malingering means. That, that just makes me sick to read that, all right? Clearly, this CNP examiner, this psychologist, had no clue, had not looked inside the veteran C file, had not asked the appropriate questions. Um, and, and to write that, I mean, that's, that's just ugly, okay? But it happened. Example number two, the CNP examiner failed to conduct a ROM test the range of motion test and actually wrote, hey, the veteran's got full flexion and no limitation of range of motion. Well, how the heck did the CNP examiner know that if they didn't conduct a range of motion test, all right? And they pencil whipped the exam in five minutes. Okay, again, that's, that's awful. Example number three, the CNP examiner conducted a sleep apnea. This was obstructive sleep apnea exam over the phone and wrote the veteran's obese and sleep apnea is not likely due to their service. So here's what you don't know, all right? This was conducted by a nurse practitioner, the lowest level of credentialed CNP examiner, over the telephone. So how the heck did they know the veteran was obese if they didn't see him? Okay, I suppose they could have looked at the record. But what the, the examiner failed to talk about was this veteran actually had major nasal and tonsillitis problems, all right, sinusitis, rhinitis, had surgery on their nose and tonsils while this veteran was on active duty, Did, didn't even talk about that in the exam, okay? So this is an example in three, that veteran would have been denied. What that veteran did though, is they followed our three steps. They got a new CNP exam, they got a different CNP examiner who took a look at all the evidence, 
wrote the appropriate conditions, levels, and nexus, and the veteran got service connected at 50%, all right, because OSA with a CPAP is rated at 50%. All right, and the fourth example here, a CNP examiner wrote, the veteran doesn't have plantar fasciitis, which is a foot condition, all right? If you've ever had plantar fasciitis, it's a, a nagging heel pain, which is awful. I've had it before, and it's super severe. In fact, I actually suffer from it right now. Um, but how does a CNP examiner know this? You can't, there's no test to say, uh, no, you don't have plantar fasciitis, all right? You can examine the heel. You can, uh, you can take uh, uh, imaging, all right? You could do an MRI. Uh, you could conduct uh, x-rays and see if there's something going on. But there's really no way of knowing this. So how can the person write down that the veteran doesn't have it? It doesn't even make sense, okay? So again, this happens all the time, though, and it angers me. And I'm asking you as fellow veterans to take control, complain, and make something happen, gang, because if we don't fight back, all right, nobody will, all right? We have to take control of this. All right, so what do you need to do right now? I want you to please like and share this video far and wide. Post it on social media, Facebook, like it, share it, whatever. Uh, I want this message to get out there because I think tons of veterans have bad CNP exams and they don't know what to do, all right? And inadvertently, they end up getting screwed, meaning they end up underrated, they don't have the rating and compensation they deserve. They get their rating lowered by a bad CNP exam. Okay, so we've got to get this message out there. Okay, we've got to punch back, gang. We have to punch back against illegal, immoral, and unethical CNP examiners. All right, if you are a CNP examiner, I'm calling you out. All right, I'm calling you out to do the right thing because it's demanded of our veterans. Okay. Uh, consider making a formal complaint. Consider writing an online review about the doctor, okay? Use Yelp. Use Google reviews. You can Google the doctor's name, all right? So that's why it's important to get the doctor's name and contact info at the exam because you can complain. Get your word out there. Get your message out there, gang, and be heard, all right? If you need help, all right, this is what we do, gang. We have a full medical staff, and by the way, our medical staff, almost all of them are also service-disabled veterans who happen to also be licensed professionals and trained medical professionals, okay? So if you need some help, if you need more medical evidence for diagnosis, to service connect, which is uh, the nexus, uh, and to document your current symptoms, that's what we do at VA Claims Insider, all right? It's free to start. It's a free three-step intake. There's the link right there, http colon slash slash vaclaimsinsiderelite.com. Again, number one reason why VA disability claims get denied due to a lack of medical evidence. The number two reason is the VA is unable to determine the nexus, which is that link back to your military service, okay? Medical evidence is key. If you need some and you can't get it from your own doctor, please reach out to us, gang. This is what we do every day, all day. We've dedicated our lives to this. This is what we do, all right? Complete the free three-step intake, vaclaimsinsiderelite.com. All right, gang. I'll get off my soapbox. I know I was a little rough. <laughs> this just, it makes me so angry. It, it makes my blood boil, gang. Uh, and I'm fighting for you guys as a fellow vet. 
And uh, I want to thank you for your service, your sacrifice to our country. All right. And God bless you and your family. Brian Reese here, the VA Claims Insider. I'm out from Austin, Texas. We'll talk to you soon. Love you guys. Bye.